You are listening to episode number 390 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and visit vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So I'm currently thrilled with what uh, I'm doing, but I, I I now have that fun feeling of, you know, oh, Friday's here and like I was gonna I, say I just, your, your first full week of yeah, work. I missed. Yep. Uh, I I did miss the subtle, well not subtle, the nuances that that are in office. And granted, I'm doing it remotely, but this is a company that is very tech forward mm-hmm. and you know everybody's on their chats and they're you know everybody works from home now. Right. So. I, I, so was it by like by like Friday, you know, noon? You're like, oh God, can this week be over yet? No, I, I've been crushing it. Uh, I, I'm trying to, to. I mean, you're still in training phase. Yeah, so I'm trying still. to really push myself. But right now, the stuff that they're just showing us is stuff that I'm very familiar with. The only thing that is new to me are the upgrades they've made since I was there last, which has been a while. Right, right. So there's there's plenty that I needed to learn, but it's I thoroughly enjoy it. Like it's funny, I, I have this this competing duality in my head that that uh, uh, I forgot my point <laughs> competing duality so like two things like you like something don't like something or this is fun that is not or no I lost it listeners you're gonna have to deal with it okay <laughs> we, we try I try but kids I I love that you're so excited uh, about this this is you know it's a lot I'm of fun. fun I'm having fun one of the things that I shared with my wife is, you know, as much as we all may collectively kind of complain about our job, come Friday at five o'clock, you can look back on your previous five days. And I don't care. I literally, I don't care what you do from, from your very first job working minimum wage up to, you know, whatever you, you maybe you've peaked at. And then this is what you're going to ride it out through retirement years. You always have, when you've got a job, an ability to look back and say, I accomplished these mm-hmm. things. And it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's all important in its own right. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I, I hate, and I mean, I hate when people disparage, uh, quote unquote, minimum wage burger flippers like that, like that. I'm putting all of that minimum wage mm-hmm. burger flipper in a, in quotes because that's actually very important. And I know there's one person on this call who would absolutely be screaming right on, right on, right on right now. But I mean, <laughs> in a very real sense, this, these jobs, they, they teach you something at every level. I'm still learning shit at, at, at my job. And there are times when I think I probably know everything there is to know in this gig. And then I'm like, wait, nope. I just learned something today. And if you're not learning something every day at your job, you're just not paying attention. You're not trying hard enough. So that's, that is my pep talk for anybody who may be what feeling like they're in a dead end job. You are not just keep going. And, and, and what you're learning and doing now is going to catapult you to that next, that next step. And that's, that's certainly been my motivational speaker. I find actually work harder at home because I feel like, like 
just because I've cut out all the social interactions and the, the <laughs> things that you would deal with if you were in an office setting. Oh yeah, the there's distractions. There's going definitely on. that. So sure. now that that's gone, like like you feel like even when you're taking a break or you're kind of goofing off a little bit, like we all do, um, like you feel extra guilty because you're at home already. <laughs> yeah. Well, and sometimes if you're in an office setting and you, you're taking a break and goofing off, that's like building the team camaraderie kind right. of thing, right? <laughs> um, I will say this, I I. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. So we've been working Saturdays um, all month because it's, you know, year end and I'm in accounting and that's what we do. Right. Um, and I will tell you what, it has been the most productive day of the entire fucking week. Like I actually look forward to going into work on Saturday because nice. I know it's going to be quiet. Yeah. I know I can focus and I know I can get stuff done. The normal, normal work days, so kind of like today something blows up and becomes a crisis and you have this beautiful organized list of what you're going to get done in a day and none of it fucking happens. And you just added 10 more things to it. So, um, and that's where like during the week I like working from home because I can tune most of that out, but I like the setup that I have in my office better. It's more, if I can sit there and, and focus, I'm much more productive there than I am at home. There's too many distractions at home. I disagree. I love it. (laughs) I, I, I got to say, I'm team Karen on this. I, I am far more productive when I go into the office than really? I, when, when I try to work from home. But mm-hmm. all right, listen, let's talk. Let's talk some Vegas because Galdarna, that's what this show's about. <laughs> so he's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Comedian Louis Anderson once lost $80,000 in an L.A. card room. That same night, he rented a car, drove to Vegas, took out a $2,000 marker at Bally's, Won $110,000 playing blackjack, tipped the dealer twenty grand, and flew back to L.A. to film a TV commercial at 7 a.m. We got that from at Las Vegas locally. So he's still a big made- dude, man. I don't think I could keep up with that fucking work schedule. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not... Yeah, he was a big dude. I don't know when he filmed this, but... And, and look, at the end of the day, he made out ten grand up. Right. So, <laughs> sure. Although I don't know Fair what point. he spent for the rental car and the flight back, but right, still, right. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't ten grand for all that. It's awesome. All right. Next up, let's talk about Twit Pick of the Week. Debatably, the best the Golden Nugget ever looked. It's true that its most recent incarnation suits the target market that they look to attract, but it's lost its personality. It exchanged a vibrant display full of animated neon for this for a stagnant, poshier exterior. Today, the only way we can enjoy the, this exterior is in movies like Diamonds Are Forever and Viva Las Vegas. Thankfully, we have at Summa Corp's Twitter feed to remind us of yesteryear and rejoice. I just thought that was uh, like that color. That color just pops. <laughs> Buddy, I can't. I, I, I got nothing else to add. That sentence it's true that its most recent incarnation suits the target market that looks to attract, but it's lost its personality is, is an insanely astute observation. And and I I completely agree. You walk into the, the, the nugget and it's just, it's, it's just a casino. And Mm -hmm. frankly, Mm -hmm. if you were to, (laughs) yeah, baby, if you were to drug me, blindfold (laughs) me and put me on a plane somewhere, and then made me walk, walk into the nugget. I don't know that I would know that it was, you know, not say, um, you know, a random casino in, in uh, blue chip casino in Michigan city, Indiana. Like it's just, it's just a very blase casino inside, mm. but that exterior is just, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a really cool picture and I love, again, part of what you lose with the canopy is, is being able to kind of step back and look at, the grandeur of the height of these signs and what they used to be and that kind of stuff. So, you know what I forgot to tell you or Tony is that we are considering we because I looked at it and, I, and I'm the one doing it. Oh. Uh, are looking at a concert in Grand Rapids to see our, our favorite band Corn and then be able to visit with Tony Boy. Oh, that would be amazing. You did not tell me that. That's yeah, because I just came across the date this this month and I'm like, oh shit. So wait a minute, we could go to to uh, I can't remember where it's at, but it's. It's close. Someplace Grand Rapids. Grand. It's Grand Rapids. Right. And then, you know, we have to see my mom because we cannot go back to Michigan without seeing yeah. my mom. She would be so mad at me. It would not even be funny. Although, yeah, although Tony, she said she'll come out to visit them finally. Yay. When? Right. End of March or end of February, beginning of March. So I, I have to start looking at flights. Mm, but yeah, so she's nice. going to come out, which to me is so exciting because my mom hasn't been able to 
to come out and visit since we moved here because she's been my grandmother's caretaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but so now she, she no longer is. And so she has lots of free time. So she's been, you know, checking off all her to do's right, and doctor exactly. visits and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I just told her, I'm like, all right, whenever you're ready, you know, we're ready for you to come out. And of course she, she wants to escape that Michigan winter. So <laughs> I don't um, blame her. yeah, so I'm super excited. Hopefully she'll be out here for a month in a visit, which will be awesome. So, Sorry, there's a long way to no, no, that conversation. I, I, I long for that. We'll uh, we'll do we'll do a night or two in, in the Grand Rapids area. There are a couple of fun casinos in the general oh, area, nice. so we'll yeah yeah we'll talk about that off mic. Okay. Yay. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. First thing, tell me about the Atomic City Industries. Those of you who have always wanted a tiny Vegas playset like me can rejoice. At Grandpa D shared that Etsy has a store named Atomic City Industries that makes 3D printed old school Vegas signage like the Dunes, the Stardust, and the Mint. And in some cases, they even light up. Custom requests are also an option in case you have another favorite marquee not listed. Prices start at $150 a piece. Totally worth every dime. Uh, I, I, I haven't gotten any from Atomic City Industries, but we have an amazing listener that... that plays It has a 3D printer he plays around yes, with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I basically get his... Uh, the, the Practice runs. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And he's come up with some really amazing They're ones. Amazing. Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally worth 150 bucks or more. Yeah. I, I concur. I, I am. I am also a beneficiary of this individual's largesse, particularly the sands, uh, and it's they're they're kick ass. So I can I can only That's imagine amazing. that uh, Atomic City Industries has got to be a super cool with what they're uh, cranking out. So I actually awesome. hope, I, what I really hope is it's the guy that, that has been doing right. it for us. Right, they're one of the He's like, hey, we that's my store. It. I'm like, okay, on Etsy, go here. Right. <laughs> well, we'll have the link. All right, so I, I, I got to concede. I'm actually I'm actually pretty okay with what we're about to talk about next, which is Bally's rebranding. You should be. We had like eight months to get ready for it. <laughs> it has finally been confirmed that Caesars Entertainment plans to rebrand their Bally's Las Vegas location into a horseshoe. More than just renaming it, Caesars will invest in refurbishing the property. The rebranding will reunite the World Series of Poker and the horseshoe brand after more than a dozen years at the Rio. Work will begin on the project in spring of 2022, and it's unclear when the project is expected to be complete. It's a name change. It's interesting that they're doing other things to it. Well, I like think they should. It's not like a themed place where you're like, oh, we got to... No, but I, I think they need to do something to change it up. See, I love Bally's the way it is. I, I like the layout of Bally's. Um, obviously, I, I still hate the mess that's in the front, which that's not going to go away. Right. Um, we've talked about their lack of restaurants now. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, just... Three, I, three are coming along with this rebrand. Right. And, and which I'm not surprised. I mean, right. I kind of figured that was... And hopefully they'll fit better with whatever the horseshoe brand looks like. Um, but I do think you need to... I mean, if you just put up a new sign that says horseshoe, I don't think that's enough. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you want to... They just renovated all the rooms. That's the problem. <laughs> Well, they did, and the rooms is fine, but I think the casino floor and and some of the signage on the outside and some of the stuff like that is is where they need to amp up and leverage this horseshoe brand, whatever, however they envision that. And I don't know what the answer to that is, but no, I'm I'm okay with this too. Uh, forgive my ignorance, kids. What is um three <clears throat> R? Three R. Did, did, didn't you guys say there's a three R? Okay, three. you guys said something that obviously I heard is three R, and that's. Can't wait oh, to hear three, in post-production. Three, coming. three restaurants oh, three are coming. Three restaurants are coming, yeah. Three restaurants are coming. As part oh. of this rebranding, three Because I said there's no restaurants, coming. and he said three are coming. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, there you go, friends. Well, and now you've found the uh, title of the today's episode. Is <laughs> three are. <laughs> well, and what's, what's funny is literally um, an hour or so ago, I happened to be scrolling through Twitter, and there's a link to an article. I forget who wrote it, but, you know, it's all about, hey, get ready for a, a name change at Tropicana. 
Yep. Which this oh. completely clears the way for um, right. yeah. now, and it makes sense because if Bally's bought the Tropicana, and I'm honestly more... I think it's cool from a his- historic point of view because um, we've had a property uh, be moved and renamed, and, and it's... And, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, MGM did it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. There it is. So uh, MGM... You know, we'll have had two locations in the same market, and Bally's is now going to have two locations. And it sounds like it could happen with Mirage at some point. Um, but I, I'm, I'm Ooh, honestly, rock. I'm starting to, I'm starting to, yeah, and not, not be as excited about this. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm more upset about. So even if we didn't get the Bally's name back in the market, which is fine, I'm more upset about losing the Tropicana name. Yeah, yeah, because that's, I, that's yeah. coming up. I okay. <laughs> I, I respect that. Before you guys moved out of the Chicagoland area, did you guys ever have an opportunity to hit up the uh, uh, Horseshoe Hammond Casino? No. No. Okay. Okay. I'm a real big, and I mean real big fan of the Horseshoe Hammond Casino. My wife loves it. Uh, Jason, my buddy from Vice uh, loves place. it. It's, we really dig that particular uh, casino. And if they had, now for folks that live in the, kind of northwest corner of indiana they they understand this more than listeners in you know god love them arizona or new mexico uh, there's this casino sits right on lake michigan the problem is it sits on this really tiny strip of land and there's not a hotel there so you can only gamble there and they although they've got some um agreements with with local hotels in the area they don't have an on-site hotel and so that's always been the reason why we would go to joliet versus say staying at or, or gambling hard at, at horseshoe hammond but the point to all of this and i swear i have one <laughs> my point is to say we really like the way the horseshoe hammond casino looks and based on the one one picture of what bally's is going to look like come horseshoe you know season uh, i think it's going to be a beautiful casino i think it's going to get a, a refresh which it, mm-hmm. i think it desperately needs yeah. and and let me put it this way anything that i say about bally's and and any longtime listener of this podcast knows i have such an irrational love for bally's, I love bally's. that anything that i say about bally's um i only mean in a in a, in a good way and i think this is going to be a, a great refresh for the casino uh, yeah. and i'm 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 happy for it i'm, I'm looking forward to it glad the brand's returning to the market yep Yes, that's true. All right, let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, it's being reported that halfway through the NHL season, the Vegas Golden Knights are the highest attended franchise in the league, coming in with an average, and someone's going to have to help me understand this, (laughs) an average of 104 Point zero one percent. So, Mark, how does something actually look? I get, I hate the phrase. I uh, give it one hundred and ten percent. That's not possible. Right. How can how can they come in with an average of one hundred and four point zero one percent? Standing room only, my friend. They, <laughs> there are people who are paying for tickets to just stand and watch the game. Wow, that's that is impressive. Yeah. Very like, cool. hey, we're all out of seats. Cool. I don't care. I'll stand. Well, and I think this speaks to why it makes sense for Vegas to have pro teams. <laughs> well, everything. Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> selfishly, yes. But <laughs> but I mean, Vegas in itself is a draw. So if somebody wants to go see their team play, yeah, they are. That's what know, we said. As yeah. soon as as soon as the league got here, and we're this like, is proving it out. Who are just gonna, yeah. Well, yeah, and and quite honestly, in Vegas, and I don't know if this is happening as much with the Raiders, but I know with the Knights, visitors are competing with locals for tickets. Locals mm, are yeah. diehard Knights fans. And if they have tickets, they're going to the game. They're doing all of this versus I don't know if that's so much true with some of our other professional teams. Um, but I, I just think this is awesome. I mean, good on the Knights. Their their fan base here is just incredible. And it's great to see that. Yeah. Due to overwhelming demand, the When We Were Young Music Festival has added a third date. The third date is Saturday, October 23rd, a week after the first two shows. Emo Fest, as it's being referred to, will feature My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy World, Motionless and White, and many more. I'm sincerely thinking about getting tickets <laughs> because it's a hell of a lineup. There's no, there's no seating. Like we're just gonna have to accept that. But um, yeah, that that lineup's just that's just too much to to. 
And we've never been to a festival of this size Mm-mm. before. No, I mean, we've been to like Ozfest and uh, Family Values Tour, shit like that. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm thrilled that they're adding a third one, and I just, I'm amazed that they're adding a third one because you I have agree. to get all the artists to, to agree. sign on <laughs> and go, okay, yeah, we'll do another one, which is pretty pretty impressive. Right. It'll be interesting to see if this, and I'm sure it can't completely go on tour because, you know, touring all of those people at one time but would I mean, be a nightmare. it sounds like a Vegas festival. Oh, it totally does sound like a Vegas festival. Yeah. Boyd Gaming announced that they will increase minimum wage for all non-tipped employees to $15 per hour. The conversation is expected, or the conversion, sorry, is expected to take 18 months to complete. Good for them. I know, right? Boyd always doing shit like that, that you're like, God, you're a good company. Every, everything I've you heard. you an opportunity to work for that company, go for it. Yeah, they've always treated their employees very well, so... Yeah. Comedian and frequent Las Vegas headliner Louis Anderson passed away this week at the age of 68 due to a prolonged battle with cancer. Mm. You know, I, I got to say, I know I've said this so many times and I apologize that it's not unique, but it's deaths like Louis Anderson that just reinforce my sentiment of we've got and I, I mean, we in the collective, not necessarily the four of us together but i mean just we've got to start enjoying and appreciating these living legends while they're just that living right i i owned a okay settle in kiddos uh grandpa's got a story (laughs) okay my very first car that i got was a hand-me-down from my father it was a uh, Chevy Spectrum, and i paid and this is uh, we're going back at this point circa 1993 1994 which would have been about the time when i would have gotten my my uh, driver's license i paid i paid to take it to this particular uh, uh stereo place where they would install radios in your car and and this would have been probably a 98 or 90 Excuse me, scratch that. This would have been an 88 or 89 vehicle in 1993 when I got the car as a hand-me-down. And I paid to have a CD player put into (laughs) my car. Right. But, but the space that the radio had was initially installed in was larger than the CD player radio that went into it. So you hit a single bump and this fucking thing would reset back to the original (laughs) first song on the CD. (laughs) I owned a, uh, HBO comic relief, 1990, 1991, uh, CD. So essentially what had happened was HBO would do this, this, um, annual, uh, uh, homeless charity event where they would have all of these giant big name comedians come in. Uh, HBO would would open up their airwaves for free so that people could tune in during these very select days at these very select hours to tune into the comic relief. There would be an 800 number at the bottom and you could call in and you could donate to uh the homeless, this homeless fund that the HBO was collecting for. And in return, while you were watching this free H, well, while you were donating, you were able to watch these, um, these comedians. And I mean, they were Billy Crystal and, and, and Robin Williams and Whoopi Goldberg were the hosts. And oh, if yeah. you can hearken your mind back to 1990, they were giant names at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they effectively took like three nights of comedians coming in and they put it all on, one big CD. And I remember driving around just as a, as a 16, 17 year old howling with laughter when we got to the <laughs> Louis Anderson segments. I mean, the guy is, was just so stinking funny you know, and now funny he's dead I, and I never got to see him. I don't really think that I've, I, I honestly, the thing that I think of him most in is his character in coming to America. <laughs> That's hilarious. It is. Which they've made a joke about coming to yep. America, the sequel. Yeah. He shows up as the only white guy in the entire universe. Right. So now That's I'm awesome. thinking maybe after this, we should like YouTube some of his comedy routines or something. Cause I honestly don't think I've ever seen a single one. He, uh, what I love about Louis Anderson that, is that, he was able to, to use truly like 
clean humor. He didn't have to work blue. Like he could, he just, uh, one of it, I mean, this is, and I'm going to do such a disservice by even repeating this, but one of his jokes was, you know, it's always interesting about deer car hits because the deers, they just stop in front of you and they stare at you before you hit them. (laughs) And like, you gotta wonder, like when they stop in front of you and they're looking at you, they're like, what is that? Is, is that a, is that a Passat? Do you think that's a Ford? <laughs> like, it's just, he was just so funny and I'm so sad that he's dead. And I know there's going to come a time where, uh, and I've talked about this on the podcast, Tony Bennett's going to be dead and I'm going to regret not having seen him. Wow. And, uh, Oscar Goodman's going to be dead. I'm going to regret not seeing him. Yeah. I just, I, I'm so glad that, that shit is coming back to life after COVID because this is now the time for me to finally say, I appreciate yeah. what's yeah. available right now. And I got to jump on it while it's around. So, well, and I, I do want to tag on to, you know, with, with the deaths because like the same day, um, and, and this was somebody whose album I was obsessed with my first year of college, you know, meatloaf also passed away. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, his, his bad out of hell two album was just like the soundtrack of my first year in college. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, and then Betty white the week before that. And it just feels yeah. like, so Bob many Saget, like everybody Bob grew up Saget, watching right? Full House. I mean, yep. it's just, it's, I get it. And he, I get it. I still don't think I've ever heard. What was it like? The dirtiest joke ever told is something called the aristocrats. It's not funny. It isn't. Okay. Yeah. I, I've never heard it, but now I, I you know, I, I knew with, cause I think he's famous for telling it. Well, I don't know. He, he may be one of the people he's tied to it somehow. Yeah. Anyway, but it just seems like you're, there's been so many, in such a short period of time that you're just kind of like, okay. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And God damn it, Betty White made it through COVID and she couldn't wait a I few know. more days and then to she turn died 99. Of a so yeah. that's. You mean. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean, 100. That's what I meant. All right, I'm sorry, moving on. That's all right. Oh, and this ties into my earlier comment that I can now finish. It was announced this week that new owners of the Tropicana are considering demolishing the building. It also predicted that the property will be rebranded Valleys which we alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would be sad to see that one demolished because unlike most people, I like that casino floor. I like Tropicana despite the many issues we've had with them. We have had issues with them, but, but that yeah. Tiffany glass ceiling, um, I liked the rooms. Yeah, yeah, We've eaten at a couple of really good restaurants there. Like it yeah. just, having that corner redeveloped into something else is, it, it, it would have to be spectacular. Yeah. Um, but again, I would be sad to lose the name Tropicana in Las Vegas. I get Bally's coming back makes sense, but yeah, I get it. I, I, I get it as well, Karen, but Tropicana is one of the very few names. I, uh, you know, maybe along the lines with Flamingo um, and maybe El Cortez, like there are very few casinos that still harken back to what I lovingly referred to as the heyday of, of, mobbed up Vegas. Right. Tropicana is one of them. Flamingo is yeah. one of them. El Cortez is one of them. But Mark, my question is a historical one for you, sir. To your knowledge, is there anything left of the Tropicana that is original to it? Or is it at this point much like Flamingo where it's no, in name only? There's a large that's, amount that's that's original. They still have the oh. old original uh, motel, motel wings. That's, that's what circles around the, the pool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. they never properly converted those into what we had Which said would have been a been brilliant idea to just... Cabanas. Yeah, cabanas, right? Right, because yeah. it literally circles the pool. Step it's right like out, three, boom, you're cabana. Three, four stories? Link does something like that. Two, three those, stories, those I think. Cabanas. Yeah, the cabana yeah. suites around the pool. If they would have converted those into something like that, I think it would have been huge. I completely agree. Because their pool is actually really nice. Yep. And it, and they had the floating the blackjack. The adorable. It just... It's, they went through too much management change. Right. And then nobody, everybody bought it. Nobody wanted to put money into yeah. it or couldn't stick with an idea or anything else. Yeah. But yeah, no, it still, it still has the original motel wings on the side. They've been closed. They haven't been using them, but mm-hmm. they're still there. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Okay. Keith Urban has been tapped to help fill some of the empty Coliseum dates in wake of Adele's residency postponement. Still no word from Adele and her camp regarding when her residency will be rescheduled. That's that's something else that makes me think that there's a whole lot of bullshit behind this because yeah. if the show just wasn't ready, yeah. well, you just keep working. They're like, okay, we're not going to be able to open when we want to open. So so from, from the time we talked about it last week to this week, there's been a lot more that's come out yeah, about all it, of this. It, 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 it appears this is Adele's diva side that, well, that we're dealing with. I, I saw one article or or Twitter feed or something that basically said 
yeah, the show's been in pre-production for like something like six weeks. Mm-hmm. She just showed up for rehearsals like three days before. Yeah, there you go. That's that's professional. Right. And then apparently flipped out. She didn't like one of the special effects we're, that were in it. So now some of these songs that she does, you have to think, you know what? Maybe it's not the guy's fault. Maybe it was you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's getting really sketchy. And the fact that, because I even last week thought that, okay, they're, they're postponing a couple of dates. Right, I didn't realize yeah, they had A week pushed. or so, like they're going to buckle down. They got to get ready. And they're right. like, all right, well, come on. We got our hair. Right. Off. Or a couple weeks even. But right. I, I didn't realize they just kiboshed so, yeah, the whole started thing. Yeah, packing their stuff like going, it's postponed and... Well, that's the thing. I know Vital Vegas posted a picture that was rumored to be them loading up all of Adele's shit yeah, yeah. out of Caesars. Yep. I mean, apparently she wanted a whole new sound system. She wanted all this other stuff. She was working with one of the, the like greatest show production, production people mm-hmm. that has done Celine, Elton John. I forget, like all these other people that have done shows there and apparently was just a complete nightmare for to work with. You think and this, this will actually impact her fame? Will this ultimately carry a stench about it that people are like, you know what, fuck you, Adele. I, I think it's really going to depend on whether or not they cancel or actually reschedule. Mm. I think if they reschedule, she might get a pass. Mm. If they just cancel, because mm. they haven't refunded anything yet. Mm-mm. And, you know, again, all those people we talked about that are out money, like the more this is coming out and what you're hearing about how she acted. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of defending her last week saying, come on, it wasn't her fault. Now I'm right. like, mm, yeah, yeah no. it's exactly like her fault. You know, I saw a news story. on I think it was the Today Show this week that talked about this. And, and what they did is it, it, truly, in my in my opinion, it was really more of a rehabbing Adele's uh, um, uh reputation story Mm -hmm. because allegedly apparently according to this news story there was some young lady who had i i want to say had she i think she was british and she had flown to australia for a a uh adele concert or maybe it was the other way around maybe she's australian and she flew to england for an adele concert but it's, it's it's neither here nor there but point is she flew to an adele concert and it got canceled for whatever reason yep she then so be that as it may, then Adele's supposed to be in Vegas. So she books a trip to Vegas. She gets a, a, a birthday gift from yeah, her parents course, yep. to go to America to go see her. I hear you guys kind of saying, yeah, are you familiar with the storyline? I, I remember hearing something about it. several but, stories similar to this. Yeah, but I, I do specifically remember somebody saying I was booked at it. Like I flew across the globe for a concert and was canceled and I flew for this one and it was, was canceled too. I don't remember. So I'm, yeah. I want to hear what you, uh, the rest of it, you know, I'm the, well, the, the long and short of it was a, allegedly, apparently I shouldn't say allegedly uh, Adele call, uh, FaceTimes with this young lady saying, I'm so sorry that you're in Vegas, that this is the second time now that you've tried to see my concert. When I rebook in Vegas and you come see that show, tickets are on me and I'm going to pull you up on stage as a thank you for everything that you've gone through because of my concerts I mean if listen if she if she does that and she goes through that I mean I guess the problem is right the question Mark asked was does this take a a a, a bite out of her um the, the love that people have for her? well if she if Adele does bullshit like this mm-hmm. unfortunately good bad or otherwise probably not the diehard Adeleites or whatever they if they call themselves anything <laughs> are going to eat this shit up mm-hmm. for someone like me I'm Look, some of her songs are fine enough. I don't really give a shit one way or the other about her. But I look at these stories and I'm like, I, no, I, I didn't care about you to begin with. But now I really don't care about right, you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I have to just say this because I was, you know, we've been getting Twitter notifications as, as we shouldn't be tweeting during the show, but we are. And I just happened to catch something that, that Vital Vegas tweeted. Granted, it was like seven hours ago, but it's so fitting to this. It says, Nobody's talking about how Adele's upcoming pregnancy could affect her residency schedule. Because oh. supposedly that's a big part of why like, she ran back to L.A. for her, her new boyfriend and all this other stuff, too. But um, I, no, I, I, I've already heard far too many rumors regarding this that just Rumor has me. it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like, all right. All right. That's going to do it for news and profits. <laughs> hey, I thought Let's it was a the good river. tie-in. Like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, 
the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week, we've got a bunch of listener feedback, and I love every bit of it. So, uh, Karen, this is all you, but talk to us about our uh, our buddy Gary, because he's back with another outstanding email. He is. We asked, and Gary is delivering. So Gary writes, Mark, and yeah, Karen and Tony too. <laughs> Although, Ouch. Gary, you still spell my name wrong, so... Thanks for the shout out on my recent Vegas big adventure. You asked to hear about the Flamingo 75th and wow, was it an adventure. So I flew in with a friend to do the 75th weekend shindig at the Flamingo. There was a banquet on Saturday and there were virtual drawings at 5 p.m. on Friday and Saturday both. You were supposed to check the kiosk with your Caesars card to see if you won. It was a great long weekend with some good food and even better cocktails. In the heck yeah column was Tao. First time there. Nice. A vegetarian restaurant called Saffron, an Italian uh, and Italian at Carmine's, which was okay, but way too much food. See, that's always the thing that, that bothers me the most about these, well, not trip reports, but when you go to Vegas, like, like there's just so See? much food. They make you feel like you're bad because you can't eat all of so it. So here's the funny thing. If you go to dinner, like some of the dinner Alistair's and I do, and I do the portions are really tiny. You get a lot yeah, of them, but they're yeah, really no, tiny. We're not talking about your thing. <laughs> Gary continues. So between some shows and the food, I was blown away when I checked the kiosk on Friday evening and I had won $2,000 in free slot play. Nice. I could have taken it for table games, but that's not my jam. (laughs) I loaded it into my card and blew it pretty quickly on some new dollar storm machines at the Flamingo or the Flamingo had put in the night before. They weren't set quite right and were hitting like crazy that first night. (laughs) By the next morning, they had them sucking money away like good little soldiers. I wrecked that up. The next morning, they had them sucking money away like good little soldiers. That was a great line, and I flubbed it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe I would have joined the army if I would have known what the soldiers did. The next uh, next night was the banquet. It was fun enough. Lots of pink sequins, tablecloths, and feathered centerpieces. A band and a couple of rando speakers. I wore my flashy pink jacket so it fit right in as part of the flock. Awesome. (laughs) It was fine, and my friend and I had a good enough time. That's good. I'm glad that they did some sort of celebrating for that property, and that's cool that these guys attended attended that. That's that's really cool. Gary continues, I went back to my room after the dinner and forgot to check the kiosk for the Saturday drawing, but anyway, what were the odds? Right. The next morning was our last full day, and I was headed down to cash in some vouchers and met my friend for breakfast when I remembered to stop at the kiosk. Holy Get shit. Some. It said I had won second place in the Saturday drawing. Oh, shit. $12,500 in free slot play or table oh games. Nice. What shit. the hell? Well done. I know I stood there with my mouth open just staring at the kiosk. When I picked my jaw up off the floor, I printed my voucher and went to get my play vouchers at the cashier. Hell yeah. My pocket, oh my God. <laughs> my pocket was full of free play vouchers in $100 and $500 denominations. Of course they were. Holy oh, shit. That's grand, That's dude. awesome. That's shit. incredible. I sat down and blew the first 500 Having the previous day's experience of losing the 2K, I paused and decided to be strategic with this and find a way to turn those vouchers from free free play into cash. That's my boy. This is where it gets interesting. I figured out that any wins, even if you're just making your bet back, became cash you could print out from the machine rather than remaining on your account as free play. That's true. It it is really kind of funny when you realize how free play works and you're like, oh, wait, I want to make this really money. I got Mm -hmm. it. I found a Dragon Link and Sahara Gold game in the High Limit Room and parked my butt there pretty much all day, playing twelve fifty or $25 per hand, periodically hitting wow. cash out, which produced a voucher for the amount that I had, quote, won, while leaving the balance on the machine to play as free play. That's amazing. Long story, well, long, I ended up hitting, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Gary. I ended up hitting four hand pays and had a pocket full of 8,000 in cash vouchers. That is awesome, man. All totaling about 22,000 in cash (laughs) after all of the vouchers were gone. Fuck yes. Which he did all in one day. (laughs) I got to know the slot attendants pretty (laughs) well. You did. (laughs) As they kept coming over for hand pays. It was a crazy-ass day. I was kind of freaked flying back home to Cali with so much cash in my backpack, (laughs) but made it home without incident. 
I know it was a once in a lifetime day, and I have to say it was hella fun betting big on their money. Oh you- my god, that is amazing! Is that what we all dream for? Right? Where we can just play twenty five dollars a spin at a uh, Dragon Link and Sahara Gold game on somebody else's money? Right? right? Shit. <laughs> he finishes up here and says, I even sat down at a dancing drum machine at the airport waiting for my plane and hit another hand. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's always for well me. That's always done, a dream Gary. for me. That's, uh, that's, an, that's an Ocean's uh, 11 kind of thing. Or no, no, Ocean's 13. Where they <laughs> yes. torture that poor yep, guy. Yep. And then yes. When I got home, I bought a lottery ticket just to be sure I didn't oh, have yeah. any residual unused luck. Alas, I burned that shit up in Vegas. <laughs> but what a run. <laughs> Good for you, Gary. So that's my Grand Flamingo 75th anniversary adventure. I won't forget that one anytime soon. Hey, sorry I missed you guys at Katy Perry. Maybe next trippy psychedelic WTF concert we'll meet up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That I am so glad. Thank you, Gary, for writing that in because we were all like, wait a minute. What was this free play that you got and how much was it actually? Yeah. That story, I feel like he buried the lead now he that did. I hear this story. He totally <laughs> did, and that totally delivered. So what that is like your fantasy Vegas, Hell I mean, aside yeah. from hitting one of the million-dollar things that everybody's right, doing, right. to go home with 22000 in cash off of free play? Right. How many times are you coming back, Gary, to burn through that? Because you basically paid for your next couple Vegas yeah, vacations. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm sure yeah. you did. That's, That's awesome. so wonderful. Well, and what I love, too, Gary, about your, your write-up is you clearly enjoy good quality eats uh i've been to the carmines of which you speak and it is it is a wonderful italian joint if folks are looking for somewhere to go uh, i recommend that place if you're up near the um because i do believe and he may correct me if i'm wrong but i do believe carmines is uh it um the the caesar forum shops but so you either eat there or eat down at aria at the um the other Italian joint, which is starts with a C and always confuses me. Carbones? Oh, Carbone. Where? Carbones. Yes, yes, yes. At Carbones. I mean, it's just, those are amazing and wonderful Italian joints that you will, hmm. you will love spending with, you know, a couple of glasses of wine, a couple of cocktails, assuming you're getting appetizers with your main course. You're going to spend probably a hundred bucks, 125 a person, but you're going to walk out of there fat and happy. I have not so, eaten either one of those. Really? Yeah, nope. This guy gets it. Nope. This guy gets it. All right. Okay. Another guy who gets it is our buddy uh, Andy out of, Ellen, out of Illinois. So what's going on with uh, this fellow, Kieran? So Andy writes, regarding the in-room robbery by the two women, a similar thing happened to a friend of mine. I, of I, course. When I read <laughs> this friend of, of mine. Of course, it's the friend yes. of mine. This is never the person that talks about it. It's These always are the a friend I want to hear. Write about me this shit. <laughs> of course, it, again, it's a friend of mine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Andy sure it is. I'm not, I'm not calling Andy we, down. I'm just saying we, this is a story that needs told yeah exactly exactly so, so i ahead, read right, i read the first line and i haven't read the rest of it yet so the, I'm, I'm gonna be reading this as we go i often don't i want my uh my reaction to be yeah. genuine a few years ago we were both at the trot oh, wait a minute hold on no friend of mine yeah a f- a f- at a few years a few years ago we were both at the trap and we were approached by two prostitutes i wasn't interested but my friend was Ooh. they went back to our room at the mgm and i waited elsewhere for the act <laughs> in quotes to be consummated it's like fucking college all over again i'm I gonna say andy so, you're you're sock a, on the doorknob right I, you're a good friend because you realize what's happening in this room with these women who do this for a living and right I, mm, yeah Okay, I would probably sleep on the floor. No, don't sleep on the floor. That's not good. There's a sleep in the tub, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I assume that if they're in a room with two double beds, Andy's friend yeah, was respectful yeah. enough. Yeah, it doesn't to. mean the hookers were. <laughs> anyway, right, he continues. Not too long afterwards, I get a frantic call from him indicating he was robbed. Oh, While of one of the girls took him into the bathroom and turned on the shower, the other cased the room and took his remaining $700 much smaller bankroll than the victim on the podcast. Yeah. The reason reason for the bath slash sour ruse is twofold. Getting the mark behind closed doors and drowning out the noise the other one makes while rifling through drawers. Mm. Turning a shower bath on makes much more noise than one would think. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm not surprised because I've, I've been in the hotel rooms when you're like, yeah, if I'm... If I'm sleeping and you get up early and turn on the shower, I hear it every single time. So that doesn't surprise me. He reported this to MGM, but not to police. On a side note, my buddy is confined to a motorized wheelchair 
And that didn't stop the girls from no. ripping him off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's... that's oh. Probably the need for drugs took precedence over sympathy for the handicap. I guess. The positive was that he made all 700 back the next day playing blackjack at the win. <laughs> Nonetheless, awesome. lesson learned. Andy from <laughs> Illinois. I love the perspective on this. Like, going, all that happened, but fuck it, we did good in the end. <laughs> it all worked out. It all worked out. Right? How shitty are these people to rob somebody in a motorized oh. wheelchair? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I just mean, and 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 why? Okay, so but then there's also the part of me in the back of my head that goes, "Why would you only take one girl with you into the bathroom and leave the other one out there?" To right. me, that's just like, okay, duh. What are they doing out there by themselves? These people are getting ready. For sex care. <laughs> I don't know. This whole that whole yeah. thing is just. But Andy, thank no, you for sharing that story because no, it's, that's it's, great, Andy. Thank you for that because that was it uh, had some that personal was, texture. That was insightful. <laughs> <laughs> that was insightful. <laughs> All right, and then finally, our buddy Ben, Ben McGovern, my business. Uh, he's got another uh, email that he's sending in. So, what's going on there, Karen? All right, so Ben writes, "Hello, 360 Vegas crew. My wife and I went to Best Friends at Park MGM and wanted to leave a review. I, I love that place, and so I'm hoping this review is good. I'm going to be crushed if it's not." <laughs> Ben writes, we have been looking forward to going to Best Friends, but have been unable to get a reservation. So we were excited to finally get a chance to try it, and we could not have been more happy with our experience. Yay! Okay. Now, I I feel safe reading the rest of this now. (laughs) The environment is very fun and inviting. They have a live DJ to keep a pulse going without being too loud to have a conversation. The room is also filled with a cool L.A. street art, which produces a fun vibe and avoids the haughtiness that many strip restaurants have. The servers are very prompt and professional, but not over the top or in your face. So I, I have to say this. So the, the servers, at least when I was there, they're all in like 80s tracksuits. Hmm. Oh the my whole, gosh, how fun. The whole vibe of the place is this, like when the chef was a kid in the 80s kind yeah. of thing. It's like the whole, the menu looks like a, um, a yearbook huh. kind of situation. Like the whole thing's very, yeah, it, it, it's super fun. Ben continues to sample as much as we could. We both ordered the tasting menu. Ben, that's a very good choice. It comes with a variety of vegetable and meat dishes that will make any diner happy. The Korean tacos are excellent. I completely agree. And the kalbi, which are barbecue short ribs, are to die for. I could not recommend it enough. It was not on the tasting menu, but we ordered the street corn and it was outstanding. The drink service was excellent as well. They have a fun, unique cocktail menu to fit the vibe of the restaurant, and they are all very good. The tasting menu is $69 a person. Vital Vegas will probably make a comment on that. (laughs) Which is quite reasonable for mid-strip, and the cocktails are in line with strip pricing at $18 a piece. As an aside, while Park MGM opened up with all the excitement of an interstate Hampton Inn, I have found... I have found that it has aged well. I have started to enjoy it a lot more, and I find myself there a lot pre-gaming for VGK Games, which stands for Vegas Golden Knights, or concert, concerts at Dolby Live Park Theater. When you are at park on the weekend, when there is a T-Mobile event and or the theater, the casino actually has a very good pulse. Hmm. Yeah, you know? we've been there when they... Uh they were about to do a Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. And same thing with Blue Band Group. When Blue yep. Band Group was there, like then when they would just do a little the whole, parade. The whole thing them. changes. The vibe yeah, of the place yeah. changes. Juniper Cocktail Lounge is a nice cocktail bar with decent comp drinks for VP players. All the best. Oh, that's good to know. Ben. And I, I do I, have I, to say. Oh, God. I'm sorry. No, I just, ahead, I just want to say Ben is now a, a Vegas local. He is, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, we keep trying to make plans with him, but. Like I think life just seems. I, to keep I still have, haven't met him. It's crazy because I know they live on our side of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, we got them connected with Lacey, who helped them get yeah, moved yeah. and relocated here. We just haven't. And he's he and his wife have tweeted about a couple of, or he's tweeted about a couple of different places that he and his wife has gone, like restaurants that I really want to yeah. try and want to yeah, go yeah. to. I don't know why we haven't gotten connected with him yet, but I do love how. You know, when he's going to Knights games or to concerts or to stuff like Park to MGM, it is really a, a great staging area yeah. for doing that. I mean, we usually do Cosmo because I find Cosmo easy to, you know, park at and get in and out of it. And it's just a short little walk. Mm. But um, 
I think Ben as a local is, is figuring this all out. And I He's can't bro. tell you, Ben, I'm Old so school. happy that you also loved Best Friend because it is one of my favorites. And you're not kidding about hard to get a reservation. Um, I've got a friend coming into town next weekend. And uh, as usual, like, when he comes into town, like I give him usually three restaurant choices and he picks. And I gave him I gave him Best Friend. I gave him Scarpetta. And I gave him... Shit, I gave him I a steakhouse. I for Scarpetta. I gave him a steakhouse. I forget what it was. Um, but anyway, the, the first one that he picked was Best Friend, which mm. I was shocked because he's not an adventurous eater at all. Really? No, he's he's like a steak Italian, very kind of, you know, normal Americana sort of fare. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he be- picked Best Friend, I was like, oh, awesome. And I went absolutely nothing on the day that we were looking at <laughs> nothing like even like the whole time he was here there was nothing before like 9 p.m um oh, wow. it was it was crazy uh so i mean it is a, it's a phenomenal restaurant i encourage people to go and try it because it's speaking of trying something we might want to get off our ass and go see Ka because uh, while it's it's only rumored vital vegas is the one that rumored it that uh love and Ka are only Pulling about thirty percent capacity. For I will get on those tickets. I'm happy yeah. to go at any point in time. All right, I'll look into it. All right. So. Before we before we close out of here, I do want to say thank you, uh, Ben, for the information as it relates to the Juniper Cocktail Lounge offering some decent cock. Uh, ooh, hey, oh, hey, they're not offering decent that. Cock. They're not offering <laughs> that. There, excuse me. The Juniper Cocktail Lounge offering some comped drinks, I believe, and you guys and listeners as well can correct me if I'm wrong. I think when the Juniper Cocktail Lounge first opened, they were offering zero cop- comped drinks. I think it was one of those things where you just paid for it mm-hmm. because it was the luxury and privilege of being able to sit there I and play. So. Yeah. If I'm remembering it correctly, so that is that is great to know. Well, I am, I've never played there. I, am, I mean, I've I've been there for for drinks and cocktails, and they do have some really good cocktails. I think Alistair was the one that that you know turned us on to to that spot. Um, but yeah, no, if they offered comp drinks for video poker, that is very good to know. That it would be, especially now that we've lost uh, Bound Bar at uh, yeah, yeah. at Cromwell. So, uh. all right, well, listen, that's going to do it then for episode number three ninety. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to send some, uh, nope, if you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Of course, you can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas, and you can get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on. We do that at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, much like Gary, Andy, and Ben have done. You can you can be just as cool as these folk. You can do written or audio, and send that to three sixty Vegas podcast at gmail Tony, where can folks find you? I am at three sixty Vegas Tony. Karen, I am at three sixty Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Bye.